Cosmere can be a confusing place. From Allomancy to Surge Binding, there's a lot to look out for. We're your hosts and escorts to the realms. I'm Griff. And I'm Alex. And, and this, this is, is the Silverlight Silver Guide to the Cosmere. So then, so then there's Farukami. Right. And that is a power where Farukamists can store, in Era 1, can store right. attributes of themselves into metal mines, depending on the metal. Right. And then later, they can draw upon them. Right. Now, it is claimed that Farukami is... A null, yes. A a null out. Um, what is it? A neutral end. Right. I don't believe this is actually the case, personally. Right. Because, I okay. Yes, I kind of see the logic, but no, I don't think it pans out. And I think it does. I think it's fine. I think it's... I think it's fine as a power set. I still don't think it's a neutral end point. So the, so the idea is, with, as an example, you could, you could spend an hour storing strength. Right. And you become weaker. And you store that into, I am assuming, a pewter metal mind or something. Right. And then, at a later point, the amount of strength stored, you can withdraw in you could do a one-to-one where right. you draw the power out at the same rate that you put it in so you become essentially if twice you, as strong yeah if you stored all of your strength or or as much as possible right. you would get almost two times as strong or you could choose to uh access those powers at a much faster rate for more strength more strength but then it runs out much faster however i will i do want to add in here just because it is important uh the one of the differences between alamancy and farukami is that there is no end point to how much like like you are limited by how much you put in mm-hmm. but you are not capped at how much you are increased by right you could do five six seven eight nine ten twenty forty times your strength so long as you have that amount stored. Right. And there is no end cap. Right. And this goes for attributes, physical attributes like strength and right. speed, but also mental speed. Yes, mental speed. Um, uh, wakefulness is uh, one that you can store and access. Senses. Yeah, senses. senses. Yeah. Oh, uh, interesting thing on the senses, though. You need a different metal brass metal mind for each, each sense. sense right what okay but that that does bring up an interesting point let's say you stored sight yeah and then drained all the sight completely right could you then afterwards store hearing probably probably yeah probably i was just curious yeah like, is it is it in the same way with identity is it is it linked to that particular sense after you store that sense in it i i'd guess no so uh, that's just because it seems like Sanderson's thoughts on those kind of questions are the the simplest thing is most likely. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Although that does make me curious. Let's say I stored sight, handed it over to you, 
and this is probably going to be a yes, but it's still an interesting question to ask. Could you then store your hearing if, or is it locked to sight at that point? I imagine because there's the identity aspect to it, that it would be like, cause, okay. So one of the main things is that uh, an allomancer cannot swallow a metal mind of a Faroukamist and burn it. No, they can burn it. They just can't access the power oh, okay. that the Faroukamist has stored in it. There you go. They can feel it there, right? but they can't access it. And they also can't manipulate the metal. Like, a, a steel pusher cannot manipulate the metal if it is heavily invested Right, or, or if it is impaled in the skin of... Right. Right, yes. Okay. Yes, so, I yes, they, they can't... This is true. If it is heavily invested, they can't push or pull it. But they can still burn the metal, they just can't access the power of the the Faroukamist that put power in it. Sure. Uh, so then, if you had... If you had a... Yeah, it, it would be connected to the identity, so I don't think you could store another sense in one that already has a sense in it. That'd be uh, an interesting thing to check, because... Yeah. It, I... Yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree for the most part, but it'd be an interesting thing to ask Sanderson about. Yeah. So what we need to do is go to, uh... uh Dragonsteel Con. Dragonsteel Con in November. Get in line. Get in line. Hope we are early enough. And then drop a, a novel in front of Brandon Sanderson and say, hey, right. here's all the questions we have. Answer them at some point. Please. <laughs> uh, we'll pay you. <laughs> yes, uh, we'll pay you. With, um... We'll drop the novel and a stack of $100 pills. <laughs> and as time ticks down, we'll take hundreds off. <laughs> and he'll just kind of look at it like, I have millions of dollars. I don't need this. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah. Uh, um. And so, so, other than your views that frukami is not an a neutral and magic uh what else about frukami is there well i mean the fact that you can store things that you cannot access through allomancy yes like speed and wakefulness speed is one of those most interesting ones right specifically because Okay, so here's my question. Uh -huh. and, I, and I actually think that this would be a yes, not a no. Okay. But I'd be fascinated with it anyway. You jump off a building. Uh-huh. You're falling. Yes. You start storing your speed in a metal mind. Would you slow yourself to the point of safety at the end? No. Could you... Why do you think no? I think no. Because falling right. is the effect of gravity upon you, mm -hmm. and it is you, everything falls at the same rate, right. regardless of weight. I realize, and that is at no point is is it your speed is not a factor in the falling. It is purely okay. your weight. But we also know. That speed in this case does not just mean the physical speed that you can achieve, because clearly it is effective, it is a temporal effect because we see that 
um, the Bendeloy bubble that Wayne makes brings their speed up to the same speed at which right Palm Palm is, is interacting at right. So clearly, it's not just physical thing because her mental speed would be able to need to match her physical speed for her to move at that speed and still function if it was purely a physical thing. So clearly it is a temporal effect. So my my argument, my my look on it is that if you were falling, right, and you started storing speed, right. As an example, if you were flailing your arms as you were falling, right. And you started storing your speed. You would continue falling at the same rate, but your arms wouldn't be going slower. Right. As but, an example. Well, and and that's why I say I disagree because it's not just a physical thing. Right. It's clearly a temporal one. But the, if if I was sitting here and right. I could store speed. Right. And my movements became as if I was going through water. Right. Yes. Gravity is still affecting me in the normal way. As I'm sitting here, right? Right. So while while I do agree with your assessment that it's a temporal thing, that... This is also why we can't get too deep into it, because I agree that, like, actually with the increased speed and even with the decreased speed, since it's temporal, you should honestly be sh- slowly moving across the world with or the room with right. the, the speed of the rotation of the planet. Um, actually, in which case, you should probably slam up against the wall and be splattered there. Right. Um, which is... So... So... So we shouldn't probably ask too many questions about the way that... I mean, with if gravity affects you the same way... And it is the temporal aspect, which I think you make a really good case for, because that's the only way it makes sense. Right. You are storing the time that your body is existing in, and then you are, when you tap it, you are increasing the the rate at which your body experiences time relative to the things around you right but no part of that in my head has anything to do with gravity so far as we keep it superficial above those really deep right what's the interaction between gravity and time now here's the interesting thing that i could say that i think would be fascinating i actually agree with you i think the gravity would still have the same effect it would just take you longer to fall which could save you if people were moving and then brought something underneath you It'd be kind of like, it'd be kind of like, what's it, um, chromium. It'd be kind of like burning chromium. In which case, the bubble that you are in means that you are moving more slowly compared to people around you. So, like, the opposite of Wayne's power. Wayne is, he speeds up, everyone around him slows down. Right, right, right. Chromium is the opposite. Right. You slow down, everyone around you speeds up. Right. Now, see, if you burned chromium, I don't think you would actually hit the ground with any less of an effect than if you didn't burn it. But I think what it would do is give people around you the chance to potentially move something in your path that could save your life. As we've seen in Bands of Mourning, right. Marisi burns chromium 
on the train. Right. And be and it is stated later that because the mass of the train is large enough, right, the bubble moves with them. Right. When she burns it in a carriage to test out the little cube, right. It uh is the carriage is does not have the mass to keep the bubble with them. Right. Which pulls Okay, I, yes. Wayne can move out of his own bubbles. Right. So I think if you were falling, yes, you could fall through your bubble and it would not move with you. Right. That's not my point. Okay. My point is, let's say hypothetically you were able to create a tube of chromium bubble rather than just a bubble. Yes. Okay. 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 Are you working with me on this one? I'm working with you on that one. I think if you fell through that, you would still hit the ground with as much negative impact as anybody else would have you would fall at the same rate but if somebody if people saw you falling absolutely i think you would be could. falling in slow motion right but for you you would have the same impact on the ground as you would whether or not you burned chromium right but because people around you Are would moving. see you fl falling in slow motion right they could potentially move something in the way to save you yes I think that is that the I same agree. thing would happen with storing speed. I think you would fall in slow motion, but it would have the same impact on you if you hit the ground than it would on anybody else. It would just take you longer to reach said ground because it's a temporal effect the same as burning the speed is. Or not burning. Tapping. We'll likely bring this back up <laughs> in the next episode because there is... There, there are, like, I need a whiteboard <laughs> because I can't keep it all in my head. Okay, here's the thing. I think tapping and storing your speed works the same way chromium and bendeloy do. Okay. And I think fundamentally at the moment they work differently enough that those situations, those specific situations, would be s separate. They would the the if if somebody was falling and they burned chromium versus somebody that was falling and they were storing their own speed, I can't quite put the words on why that's not intuitive that they would be the same to me. Fair. Um, in the same like. There is obviously an intuitive agreement in my head between Bendeloy and burnt or, or tapping, your speed. tapping your speed. Right. We have a clear example of that. That makes that also makes perfect sense. Right. But the rate at which you fall, and the rate at which you, with the chromium burner, the scenario is relying on other people seeing and acting to save. And in my head, storing speed does not equate to burning chromium. I guess the reason that it does to me is because I don't think that you can argue that storing and tapping speed is anything but a temporal effect. Right. And so therefore, tapping speed being equivalent to bendeloy, the only way you could then explore storing speed would be comparing it to chromium. Sure. Because they are the opposite effects. So I think 
So in my head, the chromium affects more than just the person. Right. Right. I understand that. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. And in, and in my head, storing speed affects the body of the person storing it. Right. Right. So so. And potentially, I guess objects they're carrying. Because it's not like Palm's clothes are torn off her when right. she increases her speed. I agree with that. So, so the chromium burner is existing in a perfectly healthy state inside a bubble of slowed down time. Right. The person's storing speed is not in a normal state inside of a bubble. They are themselves what is not that not the normal state. But considering it does extend to clothes and carried items, potentially, because it's not like, as I said, the clothes or items they're carrying are torn out of their hands or torn off them when they go super fast. Therefore, the altered speed has to extend outside of their bodies to some extent. And I think we can move on in a brief moment. <laughs> what... I guess what I am suggesting is that chromium burners affect time and gravity for the area around them. Okay. And I believe that a ferrucumist storing speed only affects time and magically the stuff on them for them. And Fair. Not I guess. Gravity. I guess on this part we would disagree because I still feel that if speed would be slowed laterally, if you are moving across the ground, your limbs would be moving in slow motion. Uh-huh. That should not affect how fast your leg hits the ground when moving forward. If gravity affected you in the same way, so if you're running when storing speed. Uh-huh. You should be slower, right? Because you're storing your speed, you're not tapping it. Your speed is reduced. Right. 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 However, what that should mean is that your your leg should not be able to be held midair while you're running and make you slower if it did not affect gravity as well. Do you see what I'm saying? No, say it again. Okay, so so uh, I'm actually going to kind of show an example. So I'm running, okay. but I'm storing speed. Okay. I'm going to hold on to this just because I can't actually do right. this. I should not be able to be slowed in this state because gravity should still be affecting me and cause me to tip over and smack into the ground if I'm pushing with this leg and this one is in the air. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. This is going to sound stupid. <laughs> I need clarification on how much speed can be stored as a minimum and a maximum. I, I do agree. That would be useful to find out. Because if it was... If, if there was a minimum threshold to the point where you'd essentially need to be... You would essentially be staying in one spot. You wouldn't right. be able to run. Right. Because you would tip over, but I think your example with tipping over is enough to make me question my intuition on the falling 
Farukamist's the falling Farukamist problem. Right, right. The falling, yes, yes. Because <laughs> I feel like lateral movement being decreased or increased, I mean, movement is relative. So therefore, if it would not be affected vertically, it should not be affected laterally, but obviously it is. I- effectively, yeah. I don't think that the power would work yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm overcomplicating my explanation, but I think my example is enough. And what, and in my, yeah, in my head, what needs to happen is there needs to be a minimum, like, can you store fractions of a second of your speed? Like, for every second, can you right. store a one hundred? And that I don't know because I mean, we know that there is no maximum to how much you can store, un- except by reaching zero. Right. Except we know that you can store even more than that because Wayne can... No, no, no. No, we know there is a maximum, which is you hit zero, you can't store any more than that. Right. Wayne can... Or not Wayne. Wax can make himself completely weightless. Right. And exist in that state. Right. And so then the, um, the draw is... Because it's a time series, at every moment you're storing and then you can draw on that weight later right all at once as a but i feel like so so i feel like speed could be reduced potentially down to zero yes or or the next no actually yeah like i think it'd be so close to zero it's virtually undetectable outside of it but internally, there is still enough of time in you for you to be able to stop what you're doing. Yeah. Because, like, if you literally froze yourself in time, then you'd never be able to create the thought to stop freezing yourself in time. Mm-hmm. So there still has to be at least a little motion left. If only the barest hint. Right. Right. If we go off of this definition from the Botanica of speed is the time rate at which the object is moving along a path. While velocity is the rate and direction of the object's movement. Right. So the falling Farukamist problem becomes very simplified in that the path is going straight down and their speed is the rate at which that is happening. Right. I'll give you that. Okay. There is, it's not intuitive to me. Because this is the actual definition of speed, where, in a in an ideal sense, what does Brandon mean by speed? Right. Yeah. So and I think I think that'd be the thing we'd have to ask Brandon Sanderson, which is, how is speed defined? Right. And with I, storing and accessing it. And given given that he doesn't want to deal with red bubbles or red shift and 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 blue shift, I don't think we need to worry about it outside. <laughs> um, but. This uh, this episode will be called the. Um, this episode is going to be split in two. It's going to be cut at the end of Alamancy, and then okay. we're going to have the Furukami be labeled the Falling Furukami's problem. <laughs> okay, that's fine. And then it'll be a two-parter, um, and we'll get it. I think uh, in terms of uh, length of time, we will get into the plot of arrow one in the next episode probably yeah because we still have to get through hemolurgy right so although hemolurgy is somewhat simplified only because we don't actually know that much 
So there's yes. a lot of theory, but there's say, not a lot of... There's a lot of far-out theory. Right. Um, so the thing we know about hemolurgy is that it is a end-negative output. That is explicitly stated. Is it because there's two of them? I don't think so. Because Mr. Thydekar has one spike. Right. Okay, so... But do we know that it's a seal spike? We do not. Okay, so that might be important. Sure. Because depending on the metal, it might actually be giving him the the access to physically manifest. Yes, that is. Rather than giving him any kind of sight. That is what it's doing. Yeah, so I, I would say that that's a considerably different subject. Sure. So what I don't necessarily think is that it gives you a reduced ability. I think it gives you an altered ability. Here's the thing right. I will say. I don't think that with those steel spikes, I do not believe that steel inquisitors can pull or push metal. Right. So they lose that access. But I think their ability to sense metal is increased. So is it is it that... Through the spiking of one person into another. Right. The investiture of... Or the, the... I guess the cap on investiture uh, of the person that has the power. That level is being transferred into the spot that the in this case the inquisitor is right. gaining the power because we know that hemology is based on metal spikes in extraordinarily specific spots of the body okay here's actually something that i'm going to lay on you that i think is i think it's an entirely different set of powers here okay i think what happens is that the process of spiking yourself Gives you access to a power that is related to, but distinct from, the power you are pulling. Okay, yes. Because here's the thing. There is a spike, and I'd have to pull up which spike it is, I don't remember, but there's a spike that specifically allows you to transfer investiture. Right. But, steel is not that spike. Right. So I think what happens is that if you get a steel spike pierce it through somebody who can burn steel and then into your eye that process is giving you access to a power that is distinct from steel pushing sure it gives you the access to see the metal lines and while that is related to steel pulling it is distinct from and therefore it i don't actually think it's an end negative result i think that's a misconception I think it is access to a power that is primarily or, or innately distinct from the power you are taking from somebody else. Sure. Now, now I will say that if you pulled the investiture with the investiture spike, mm -hmm. I think you would get a reduced ability. Sure. I think you wouldn't be able... Like, say, we've, Steel. Let's, we've, let's well, say... We've, we've seen it with... Um, this is confusing because we have seen... Where Spook was stabbed with a 
metal in his back right. in a specific spot. And right. he gained powers of pewter. Right. Well, he gained the ability to burn pewter. Yeah, he gained the ability. So that was an investiture spike. Was it an investiture spike? Or is it because metal was piercing him at a specific point, he was allowed to burn that metal? Okay, let, let's look this up really quick. Because this is important. So, anyway, regardless. Um, there's a table, I believe, here. Here we go. Hemallergic properties of metal. Okay. So here's an interesting thing. So so here's here's where we have an issue. So iron specifically steel strength. Uh-huh. Steel steals physical alimantic powers. So it would be a steel spike that would give him I think the binding point is is important, yes. Yes. But what I'm saying is that I think that what he was hit was with a steel spike. Because that steals physical alimantic powers, which would be like pewter. Right. Right. And he gets it in his shoulders, so he gets the... Right. Now, Nicrosil specifically... Okay, it doesn't have it here. Move up. Boom. Right. Nigrosil steel is investiture. Now, this is interesting for a few reasons. Mm -hmm. The first being, I think that you could use Nigrosil to actually take any of the ferrochemical or allomantic powers potentially in a different state. But the more interesting thing is, you could use that to steal a shard blade and, shard blade and spren from someone. Right. Yeah. But anyway, the thing about hemallergy, and again, this is this is that thing, which is it's it's difficult to talk about because of the fact that we don't know. Mm-hmm. There's a lot we don't know. Now, here's an interesting thing that I want to actually bring up to you. Okay. Go up really quick. Okay. Look at what chromium steals. Destiny. Maybe. Maybe. We're not entirely sure on that. Sure. But... <sighs> What if Hoyd mm-hmm. has a chromium spike in him? What if that allows him to know where he's supposed to be? Now, I'm not saying it is that. It could right. be a it could be a, a ferrochemical thing of right. s- storing fortune. Yeah. Maybe. We don't know for sure. I could see it being either or. Hoyd does seem the type the type though. To steal the heroic destiny of somebody for himself. I would not put that past him. That's fair. And the fact that it's possibly a reduced state is why he's supposed to know where he's supposed to be, but not why. That's true. That's a good point. This is... Hemallergy is... We have likely gotten some of what we've said backwards and confuddled. Probably, yes. Because this is... This is very semantic in my head. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it, it is very semantic. Um, because is, is investiture what a spren and shard blade are? Or would you use Duralumin to steal the connection, the bond, mm. and then investiture in this case is would be stormlight. So if something was heavily invested with stormlight. Right, right. Yes. No, I think you're actually correct on that front. 
which is chrome or nicrosil would give you access to stormlight if somebody had stormlight you could steal that stormlight from them which is almost kind of what's the point because stormlight is refreshed but if we go through the list of of planets can you imagine what would happen if Sasebron was stabbed with a nicrosil spike into somebody else and all of a sudden breaths can be taken by without, force by force fuck and they could they could you're not wrong that's the thing that would change the game completely that's... because yes a nicrosil spike used hemologically could take breath by force from someone else and, now I think you yeah. would get less breaths than the person had. Right, unless you, uh, with with that reduction being minor, if you stab directly from, right, and into, and then, I mean, maybe there's a spot where it says it grants. Well, um, we haven't seen nicrosil spikes yet, so no, not yet, or or if we have, we have not seen them in action. Right, because we know that like. Wax's uncle had some hemorrhagic spikes, but we don't know right. specifically what he had, so... No. But no, you could take breaths forcefully in that sense. See, what other... The investiture on Taldane comes from those bacteria, right? Interacting with water? N n okay, yee. Hmm. With the investiture S from the sun? Sort of. Okay, so here's here's... Here's how I understand it after reading White Sand. Okay. The bacteria on the sand is investiturally charged from the sunlight. Okay. However, the person doing the sand manipulation... Right. ...does have to use some investiture... To make that connection with the sand that they control. Okay. Now, Chris does specifically state that it is a comparatively small amount of investiture that they need to use. Oh, okay. Which makes me think that the only thing they are doing is forging a connection between them and the sand. Right. And then they are using the sand's investiture, which feeds off of their moisture, gotcha. to control it. This that's That's my... That is what I am inferring by what is said. Now, Brandon Sanderson may at any point disagree with me and prove that some other thing is, is going. But I think this is also why only some people can manipulate the sand. Because it is still investiture that the person themselves has to have. Okay. Now, terrifying thing about that. Potentially terrifying thing about that. You get stabbed with a nicrosil band. You get stormlight shunted into your body. I think your ability, because you use a comparatively small amount of investiture to connect to the sand, I think your ability to manipulate sand on Taldane if you had stormlight in your body would be insane. Yep. That sounds... That sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what other... On Nalthus, the Warbreak, Warbreak Nalthus is the... That's the breath. That's the breath. Right. Investiture in every other system is... Except on the sixth of the Dusk Planet. Okay, well... And... So here's an interesting thing. On Scandrail, we don't actually know what the investiture is called. Right. 
Because we know that the medals are an access point, but they are not the investiture itself. Right. I mean, I guess if they're going to burn metal, then they could burn the chemical bonds between the atoms. And maybe that, that would be different enough. Or, or, or it would be essentially like splitting an atom on a small scale. Right. Uh, where it's specific. I mean, it, that's super minutia. Now, okay, so now we hit some interesting ones, though. Yeah. Because when we get to Cell right. and Elantris, can you steal the Sheod? Right. Or would you just steal... Because... Cause... Elantris is one of those difficult ones because of how different its abilities work right. compared to every other planet. Because since the powers of cultivation, or not cultivation, uh, devotion and dominion exist in the cognitive realm rather than the spiritual realm, and therefore they are geographically locked. Right. Hence why Elantris has to be where it is right. to access any of its abilities. Mm -hmm. And why um, Forgery has to use the shape of that country as its base for any, any of the stamps, any of the Forgery stamps. Right. I feel like, honestly, actually, that one would be effectively useless to try and steal. With the contrived example of hearkening back to my Hoyt is gaining every type of ability to create Al Nasim again. Right. Um, but he wasn't able to become a right an Elantrian. Unless he will be because he uses a Night Crystal Spike. And let's say... Potentially, I feel still that... With with the Irie able to exist far away, there is a potential for Hoyd to become an Elantrian adjacent. Okay. Using right. getting the the power. I won't disagree with you. Sure. Here's the reason why my brain doesn't actually make that connection. Sure. So Elantrians need Aeon Aeondor to maintain their Elantrian state. Right. But the Sheod is separate from that. We see that because right. they, they become exist. Elantrians, but it's that gray patchy Elantrian version without access to Aeondor. Right. When the, the earthquake and all that. Point on that later, but I'm going to... Anyway. Um, so I feel like... Honestly, I feel like doing a Nycrystal Spike on an Elantrian would potentially be dangerous. Okay, because here's the thing. So we see that through the writing of the Elantrians, it opens a specific doorway that allows the Aeon door through in a specific form. Yes. Like we see the, the symbol go, it glows, fire shoots through it. Right. Or, you know, another one, healing. Or, or transportation. Uh, or sure. whatever. Right, right. However, so what you're what you're honestly just doing is you're not even accessing the Aeon door directly as an Elantrian. 
you are opening a specific channel for that Aeon Door to come through and achieve the effect you want. Now, as a counterpoint to even my own example, the dude who could do the martial arts yeah. accesses the Aeon Door in its own specific version, which is which allows him to put down one of those monster priest dudes. Let's let's go let's go ahead and assume that his dancey moves actually spell out um aeons on the ground. Maybe maybe not. So what I am going to say however is that I think if you put a nicrosil spike through anyone who had access to the aeon door, I think the most you could probably achieve was whatever that martial arts was doing. Okay. I don't think it would make you a Lantrian. Sure. I don't think it would give you access to the Elantrian abilities. In the same way that I just argued that the other spike would would be the one for for uh, for Duralamin would be the one for transferring transferring a bond. Right. Would a could a Duralamin spike transfer the Sheod from one person to another? Yes, but. I'm going to say this. I think it would only work pre-access to the Sheod. So I think you could transfer the Sheod choosing that person over to you. Okay. But I think that would only work before the Sheod actually strikes. Given the usually fatal process for the person the ability is being transferred from... Right. Hypothetically, I I would I would definitely be able to see the Sheod being transferred after it's struck because okay. it is going from one vessel to another. Fair. But that like the falling Farukamist problem fully depends on questions that we're probably not gonna get answers to. Right. Which is what is the Sheod? Is it a thing that exists separate of yes. devotion uh and or dominion and then I mean, Elantris was essentially a giant conduit for magic that helped, that not helped, that made people with the Sheod not experience it, it, the negatives of it. Right. Right? Like, that's... So here's the Sheod that I see. Sure. I see the Sheod being like the snap. Okay. For Alamancers. Yes. Which is... If you steal their power, you don't stop them being Alamancers. Right. Now, you kill them. Right. I mean, stop them Which, there. which does... But. Okay, so actually, no, that would be the bigger question, I think. What we'd have to ask Brandon Sanderson is, if somebody, hypothetically, survived a, a metallurgic spike process... Yeah. Would they lose access to their powers? That is that's a good question. Because I feel like if you can steal Okay, but and and so I guess I guess that is the end negative state in this sense. Which is if you spike yourself, you are only gaining one of the powers right. of whoever you spike. Mm -hmm. Even if they're a full Alamancer, you will only get one power. So there's the end negative. Yes. Which is you're not being spiked and getting all of their alimantic ability. That's right. You are being spiked and you are getting one. Right. So I would say that is where the end negative takes effect. 
Yes. Now, I think it would be less noticeable in something like Era 2, mm -hmm. where people only have one power, maybe right. two. But even then, if they have two powers, it's one ferrochemical, one allomantic. Yes. So, I think, yes, I think that is where I would have to say that it'd be less notable on Misting, but the one thing you could say about the end negative is that it absolutely would with an Allomancer, because you are just gaining one of their abilities mm -hmm. and wasting all the rest effectively because you're killing them. Right. Yeah. That, that makes sense. So here's a question. Okay. Does being spiked like that count as your snapping? Because we know that you have to have cracks in your spirit web to be imbued with a shard's investiture. Mm -hmm. This is why you need the snap when you become an allomancer. You have enough physical and or mental trauma to give you access to preservation's investiture. Does that mean that the physical and mental trauma of sacrificing a person and spiking yourself with metal to get that ability, does that count as enough of a set of trauma to give you access to Ruin's investiture? I'd argue yes. It's, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I, it occurred to me, we, we were discussing what the investiture on Skadriel is. I believe it is the powers of... Preservation and Ruin are in the metals found on Skadriel. Fair. Which that is might why be. they are blinding well, to the... And and this is the thing. I, I don't disagree with you, actually. I think sure. they are. But the thing is, we're not given a name for that investor. Oh, like, sure. Stormlight is in the gems. Right. And yes, it does have sort of a different effect depending on which gem it is, especially for Soulcasters. Mm -hmm. But it's all Stormlight. Right. We're never really given a name for the investiture of Preservation or Ruin. That's fair. I absolutely agree it is in the, yeah. it is in the metals. Right. And and so, therefore, having access to burn a specific metal gives you that specific power from that specific form of investiture. Mm. But we're never actually given a name for the investiture, which kind of bugs me still. Because I would like a universal name to refer to it as. Right. But... But, yes, yeah, so those are the three. We have Allomancy, which is N-positive. Ferrochemy, which is argued and neutral, I still have issues with that terminology. But we did, I don't think we we went into your okay. So here's my issue with that. Okay, let's say you store speed. Uh huh. Oh God, can we do something else? Okay, fine. Let's say you store strength. Okay. After you have been weak, uh huh, you revert back to your normal amount of strength. Right. If it was truly and neutral. Uh huh. You would not, because therefore you're, you, you return back to your natural state of strength at the end. Mm -hmm. So the reduction... Okay, so it's end neutral if you don't take into account the temporal aspect of it. I was planning that argument in my head. Yes. That... If, if you ignore the temporal aspect of it, then yes, it is end neutral. But I feel like since there are temporal powers, the temporal aspect can't be ignored. And since you revert back to your natural state of strength after being weakened, rather than having to regain that strength normally... I do see what you're saying outside of the fact that it's a fantasy right, realm. Right, right. Uh, 
Right, so you're saying if you lost that strength, you would need to go back to normal, you would need either, either need to tap the strength again right. or build yourself back up. Right. Because see, okay, so so it's it's okay, let's let's look at it on a number line. Okay. Instead of it being you're at twenty and you sacrifice ten and then Okay, okay. So, basically what it is saying is that your current state is zero. Right. Then you go to negative ten. Yes. Bounce back up to zero. Uh Uh-huh. And then you have that positive ten to add to yours later. Right. Which is not how it should work, in my opinion. How it should work is that you already have some, so you're at ten. Uh-huh. You drop yourself down to zero... You shouldn't go back up to 10 when you stop tapping it. See, it's counting your natural state as a neutral state, which mm-hmm. I, th- I it intuitively does not work in my brain. Mm. In my brain, you're already at a positive end point because you have to have strength to store. Right. And you're, you're extrapolating this to all... All filling and tapping. Right, yes, yes. All filling and tapping. I'm not just strength. I'm just... Right. But I'm putting it at all of them. And see, metal... Mo- metal... Mo- the Metal... Mo- metal mines are the only ones that I think are truly end neutral. Because you lose the memories when you store it. And you can tap them later to gain access to them again. But you don't have those memories if you have stored them. Right. But in the case of knowledge, you could learn that knowledge again. Yes, you could. And that would be fine. Right. But that is you naturally Natural. restoring that that thing again. So in the in the case of a sense, if you stored smell... Right. And we were going off of your example. Right. How would you gain that back? And some of it doesn't make any sense. Like, speed doesn't either. You can't naturally regain speed. Not in the right. temporal sense of the way you store it. Right. So, yeah, some of that doesn't work. Right. Um. So, I get it. That it's magic. At the same time, it still bothers me that they refer to it as an, an, an end neutral. Because I... In some respects, I don't think it is. I think you are gaining back the strength that you lost, as well as having strength stored for later, and that makes it at the end point an end positive. To me, you can't escape the temporal aspect, so eventually you are back at normal. Uh... Regardless of whether you fill or tap. Uh, so I, in my head, I don't have that same problem. Fair. For me, I feel like it, since there are temporal metals, you can't ignore the temporal aspect. But I'm saying you can't ignore it in a different way than you're saying you can't ignore it. Right. The temporal aspect you are saying is if immaterial if, to to the equation. Right. Where for me the temporal aspect actually matters because you should have to be you should have to take the time and energy to regain that sense normally to have it be an end neutral while you are still at an innately positive physical state. Okay, I, I guess for me here's the thing: 
because people have an innate amount of strength and speed, uh-huh. et cetera, et cetera, I do not feel like your natural state is a null state. Sure. And Farukami assumes that your natural state is a null state. And that is where the disconnect happens in my brain. To, I wouldn't... So, if if we get semantic about it, neutral and null are not okay, equivalent. Then, okay, then even... It assumes that your natural state is your neutral state. Right. Which I still don't think is is the same thing. I don't consider your natural state of being as a neutral state. I think that you have a... Like... Like, because you are at ten, uh-huh. and you drop yourself down to five, uh-huh. and you have that five stored away, mm-hmm. and you bounce back up to ten, you're regaining what you lost while also having additional to add on to it. For the same amount of time, though. Right, but what I'm saying, and that's why I say, like, the temporal aspect about it bothers me. I mean, I just see it as a, as a graph... You know, you're at you're at ten. Right. You dip down to five for five minutes. Right. You go back up to ten, and then at somewhere down the line for five minutes, you can go up to fifteen. Right. And, and I then get eventually that. it's back down to ten. Right. So, I, but see, you're back up to ten already. So you're at that neutral state. Well, I mean, it's it's I I don't know. There's there's some semantic aspects of this that bother me because I feel like since there are temporal abilities temporally storing temporal abilities is annoying to me because the temporal aspect of storing is separate from the temporal ability that you're storing right that bothers me okay it doesn't bother me so okay i'm sorry yeah like okay because see okay let's say that <laughs> for the falling through it's problem Jesus Christ. <laughs> not even that not even that just storing speed in and of itself bothers me innately on that front. Right. Because if you are storing your temporal speed, uh-huh. then therefore that should affect the temporal quality of the speed that you're storing. Like, if you are slowing yourself down, then you should be slowing the amount of speed that you're able to store as well because you're slowing yourself down, including mentally. I would argue, in the case of storing temporal, filling temporal metal mines. Metal mines. Right. Time is not relative. Time exists in an objective state outside of your storing. Okay, but then that fucks with the entire <laughs> physics aspect of this magic. There's no redshift. The, <laughs> the, the physics is fucked anyways. <laughs> Which, yes, I, I understand. I'm just saying that because my brain innately ties time to the physics of being, then I, I understand where the argument is coming from, but it still fucks with my innate understanding of how this should work. Yes, I will agree if we are ignoring this, the physics of time. Okay, but see, that bothers me then. Because fucking time dilation with investiture or gravity should not exist, and so the entire fucking immortality aspect of people existing in Roshar that were in Stormlight Era 1, or, or Mistborn, uh, Mistborn Era, Era 1. 1, 
completely fucking breaks down. We don't know how that works yet. You're right, but it still pisses me off. It's okay. It's okay, Griff. <laughs> like, I get it. I get it. The amount of science that actually goes into our universe, even just our universe, as it stands, is incredibly complex. Yes. Especially when you get down to the particle physics level, which does somewhat govern time. Sure. And I understand that Brandon, San Brandon Sanderson would need to invest so much more specificity into the science of his magic system if he wanted to include that. So this is one of those things where, okay, this is, this is like not being able to appreciate a movie because you know so much of the science that it's fucking up to get the story across. That's fair. I agree Brandon Sanderson is not encountering or is not considering the laws of physics to an extreme extent to have this make sense. I am still going to admit that it still bothers me. And with that... We should probably move on to yes. Who's That Shard. <laughs> we should probably move on to Who's That Shard, yes. Um, what have you got this week? I was thinking... So I had an opposite to invention. Okay. And I'm not necessarily putting this out as a serious... Doesn't have to be serious. Right, it's not serious. But I'm going to say that invention... Okay, so it's not necessarily a mystery shard. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that, like, because of the thing that we were talking about before we started the podcast, about devotion being expressed through perfection, mm -hmm. I feel like devotion could be the opposite of invention, because invention is all about trial and error and eventually getting something that works. Okay. Where devotion doesn't work unless you do it right the first time. So I feel like invention... Now, we haven't seen it yet. <laughs> We haven't seen it yet. So I don't have so much a mystery chart as maybe a reshaping of my sure. of my chart that we had before, which is I could potentially see devotion being the opposite of invention, because if devotion is all about showing your devotion to your craft by not gaining access to something until you do it perfectly, Invention, you could gain access to the investiture simply by going through the scientific process and still proving yourself wrong. That's an idea. That's, uh... That would be a difficult... Difficult one to uh, canonize in my... Yes, if, I agree. If, if every shirt had an opposite, that would be... That's one of those... This is a fun idea. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> that relies on a very specific implementation of devotion. I agree. And it also requires a very specific viewpoint of invention. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't necessarily mean that invention is a scientific process. Sure. However, something that struck me about invention mm -hmm. is that, okay, working off of the comic code mm -hmm. of the fact that the Iron Man suit works because Robert Downey Jr. was the one who made it. Now, I'm not talking about the movies. I'm talking about the comics. You mean Tony Stark. Tony Stark, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, sorry. Oh, we're not talking about the movies. Hold on. Okay. Sorry. It works the, because Tony Stark made it. Right. Because if it worked un, off of that premise, then the entire universe would be fucked because everybody could have an Iron Man suit. Mm -hmm. 
Because somebody would leak the, leak the blueprints. Right. And then everybody could have an Iron Man suit. It's pretty much a big plot hole in a lot of things. Right. I get it. But if you work it off of the premise of... Okay, so do you... How much do you know about Warhammer 40k? Not very much. Okay, do you know about the orcs? No. Okay, so an interesting thing about the orcs... There's a lot of interesting thing about the orcs, but the specific thing I'm referencing, and everybody who knows Warhammer 40k will know exactly what I'm referencing, things work for the orcs because they have a psychic field around them that makes that thing work because they believe it does. Their vehicles go faster because they paint them red because they believe a red vehicle goes faster. Their guns only work because they believe they believe their guns work and if anybody else picks up one of their weapons and tries to fire it it won't function at all. Wow. And so what if invention worked the same way? What if invention allowed you to create things but they only worked for you because the internal consistency of them working is your intent for that item. You make a you make a solid argument for fun that's uh yeah yeah and so that would even go off of the the uh cognitive realm aspect of things are c viewed as a single item rather than separate atoms of that item because right. people's Beliefs, perception yeah. of them is that they are a full thing yeah be smart enough to stay away from the others okay um and uh, uh, I mean, being based on greed, I feel is different enough from ambition and, and hatred. Right. Yeah. No, I get uh, that. And it could be, and it, you could see it in wealth accumulation, of course. Right. Um, but, uh, and that wealth could be a whole variety of things. So it would be the opposite of endowment? Uh, in a way, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember what I said the opposite of endowment was in my opposites. I don't remember either. We'd have to go back and look. Yeah. Um, now that bothers me. Uh, but yeah, so avarice, um, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I thought of that one a few months ago. And, I like uh, it. I like it. It'd be an interesting way to do that. Yeah. So I feel like we have a lot of positive, I mean, it's a good, it's a good smattering of positive and negative, uh, attributes in shows. Right. But I wanted to do a, a negative one. Well, what I would view as a negative one. Right. Um, there could be, there could be examples of, um, you know, I want to be the only hospital in town so that everybody has to come, uh, to me when they're hurt. Right. Uh, right. Which, yeah, sure. I get money or I get fame or I get my wealth of whatever type. Um, but it's obviously it's not altruistic. So the opposite of altruism uh, so selfishness. 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 <laughs> yeah, uh, but it, it could still be... You could still have positive aspects out well, of those. Well, it'd be kind of like the opposite of self-interested and selfish. Mm -hmm. Like, selfish is the extreme. Right. Or self-interested, you're looking out for yourself, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going out to take from other people. So. Right. And so I could see this definitely. And, and, you know, there could be... Actually, there was Terry Pratchett did an interesting... There's a quote from one of his books that I kind of want to read you, which is... Um... And while you're doing that, there could be... It could be a scenario where 
only one or, or a very few people are able to use the power at a time because it is it's almost like the elder wand in Harry Potter only one person or the dark saber like you said right. only one person can have it at a time and it has to be taken uh so here's that quote sure. which is all witches are selfish the queen had said but tiffany's third thoughts said then turn selfishness into a weapon. Make all things yours. Make others' lives and dreams and hopes yours. Protect them, save them. Bring them into the sheepfold. Walk the gale for them. Keep away the wolf. My dreams, my brother, my family, my land, my world. How dare you try to take these things because they are mine. There you go. Yeah. So. Like, I could see that being the thought process of a hero under said avarice. And it could be a scenario where the shard is has um although we probably would have seen them by now but has expansive networks of stealing or 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 gaining rare items or trinkets or wealth from other places in the cosmere bringing right. them to the planet it's sparsely inhabited he just has you know a horde a dragon's horde a dragon's horde essentially yeah. with little underlings ooh that would be interesting what if it was a dragon because we do know that there are some cultivation is a dragon. Yeah, I think, I think Hoyt said there's only two, though, left, which is Frost and Cultivation. Well, who do we know who Frost is? Frost was Hoyt's friend from Yulin. Right, but do we know was Fro is Frost a shard? I don't believe so because he addresses letters to him. I don't think Frost is a shard. No. Okay. No. Just immortal, I guess. Probably. Right. So. But there's so many questions unanswered. So we many, need dragon yeah. steel because there's like yeah. we're seeing all of these little string these mobiles mm -hmm. floating, but we're not seeing the thing they're attached to, which mm -hmm. is silver light and that whole fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. And this is it's the annoying aspect of it. That's true. Because because we are seeing all these branches, but we're missing that that root system. Yes. Anyway, what's the next? Uh, Non-Cosmere Corner. Uh, what were we talking about that we said would be part of the Non-Cosmere Corner? Was it a Court of Thorn and Roses? I suppose, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, in the, the, the... So, so a, good, a good series. Definitely one I would recommend. Sure. There oh, is uh, some... The James Butcher one. Yeah, that... Oh, right, right. Yes, so Jim Butcher, his son, James Butcher, has come out well, is coming out with his first debut novel. October 11th. Right. Uh, which looks to be an urban fantasy series, but distinct from his father's because... Now, we don't know yet, mm -hmm. because we we have not seen. Um, it looks like magic is at least more well-known, mm -hmm. uh, because clearly the main character is not a government-sanctioned caster. Right. But his mentor is killed. And so, like, to... Okay, so I could see it working one of two ways. Either magic is widely known, but it is illegal to do unless you are government-sanctioned, or in so, other rare cases, yeah. like, may, say, self-defense or something. Sure. Or government-sanctioned casters are a clandestine branch of the government right. that most people don't know about. Or... And with the with the blurb on the back of the book, I could see it working either way. Yeah. Honestly. Or, or there is a magical government that... Right. There. Yeah, there could be a magical government with 
and and in that that case it would be functionally somewhat uh, the same as Butcher's universe with the White Court or not the White Court, uh, the White Council, the White Council, and their wardens, yes, the Grey Wardens and everything like that. Yeah. So uh, wait, is it the Grey Wardens or just the wardens? Just the wardens. Okay. So the Grey Council is what they. Kind of sort right. Of I was thinking Grey Wardens from uh, Dragon Age. Sure. All of that shit gets mixed up in my brain. Yeah. Um, but fantasy, not even once. <laughs> so it, it it could be like Virus. Sure. Where it describes itself as not the Dresden verse, but clearly you can see through homages and references. I mean, explicitly states in Virus that he's heard about a. A wizard, wizard in, in Chicago, in Chicago yeah. that it advertises itself and, through the yellow pages. So. And all of these urban fantasies, like, it's multiverse. Let's just... It could be. And, and honestly, on that front, like, the fact of the the somewhat brilliance of Butcher's world, regardless of flaws in his writing and everything like that, is that he, he specifically set out to make room for a world that has everything. Right. Like, capital E. Like, right. all myths, all urban legends... All of that shit can all exist within the Dresden verse, which I still want to see uh, lumberjack mythological creatures come up. So there's this whole like I, I don't want to say lumberjack specifically, but there's this whole group of mythological creatures that were created in in um, the Americas back when things like lumberjack was a job that you couldn't sure. drive to and from. And they're all, like, bonkers. Like, there are these things called axe-eating dogs, or axe-eating hounds, that are literally hounds that specifically eat the handles off of axes. And there's this being... So that's where they came from in Stormlight. <laughs> yes. And there are these beings that their news... Their, no their, news their nose is a noose, a lasso, that they can wrap around people... And drag them really fast through the desert to kill them. Their nose. Their nose. Is a noose. Is a, is a noose lasso, yes. So they're running backwards? Or... No, they're running forwards. Oh, okay. And they're just dragging you behind them because it's that long. It's like an elephant trunk. So the axe hound, uh, axe eating hound sounds like a way to get out of work. The noose one sounds a little more terrifying. Yeah, it's like the rope or rope something. Uh... Ropery. Ropa, roperu. Ropacabra, Rope Man. Hold on, let me let me see this thing. Roparella. <laughs> That's not. No, you assholes. Um. So yeah, Axe Handle Hound is the one that. Sure. I, I mean, it, it's in the name. They're known to eat axe handles. Um. But there are specific like kind of creature that they're they're a part of this stupid ad would go away they're not cryptid i mean i mean they are but they're not like right. they are nobody really thought that these things existed it was just fearsome critters that might be the term for them yeah yeah at logging camps yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. axe handle hound the roperite the Roperite. It caught, equipped with a long rope-like snout, the Roper, Roperite uses his nose to catch his prey as though he were using a, a lasso. Fun. The uh, the Wampus Cat. 
The Splinter Cat. Oh, the Jersey Devil. The Jackalope. That's that's a common one. Here's a uh, look at a Roborite. Wow. Yep. That's... So I want to see these things appear in Dresden verse. That would be... That would be fairly entertaining. Jackalope is actually a well-known one of the yeah. fearsome critter. Like, yeah. like I want to see a Roperite come up. Because I'm sure there's Jackalopes <laughs> in the Dresden verse. Yeah. And I definitely want to see a Roperite be a thing that Dresden encounters and just thinks it's the most ridiculous thing he's ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I've been playing Elden Ring. Right. And From Software... Excuse me. <laughs> uh, and From Software... Uh, sent Sanderson a essentially a care package saying that they'd love to work with him uh, after he made a fake uproar about how George right. R. R. Martin was was chosen um, they said they 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 hinted at collaboration okay um, so. I mean I definitely love to play any game that Brandon Sanderson did the writing for right. because holy shit the uh yeah, I, it would be... Um, like, more than George R.R. R. Martin, I would love to see Brandon Sanderson do. Yeah, I don't know... Weirdly if... enough, this is why I will probably never actually read um, the Wheel of Time Oh, really? series, because I love Brandon Sanderson's writings. Mm -hmm. I tried to read the first of the Wheel of Time series. I, I don't know... Okay, here's the thing. I'm not going to say I don't know why they chose Brandon Sanderson to finish the series. Because Brandon Sanderson is amazing. Right. However, compared to what I have read of Robert Jordan, I don't understand why Brandon Sanderson was chosen because I feel he is a far superior writer <laughs> to Robert Jordan. <laughs> no offense to Wheel of Time fans out there. If you love the series, you do you. More power to you. I'm glad you have a series you enjoy. I tried to read the first one. I just... It felt so... That fear is why I am very selective about what I listen to, given, yes. given the limited amount of time I have. It's, right, uh... right. I should probably leave, so we should probably wrap okay. this up. Yeah. Um, well, you heard it here first. Griff needs to... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, one thing we didn't talk... Or did we talk about the Kickstarter? We mentioned that it made a lot of money. Yeah, we did. We did, so... I mean, the Kickstarter was a thing. It's ended for anybody that's listening now. Sorry. Uh, you missed that. Well, you, well, could, you the, can the, still... Yeah, the there's still the backer... Backer kit. Yeah, there's still the backer kit, so you can go access that. Until April. And then with with that... Oh, if they over-order uh, and then... Have they'll some, sell off the, the surplus. Sell, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but if you haven't accessed it and you're listening to this and there's still time, definitely go hit that Kickstarter... It's amazing, even if you just go for the novels. That's four novels from Brandon Sanderson in the span of a year. That's fantastic. And we're getting, yeah, and, and so in total we're getting those, and then there was mention of the rock novella, and then Stormlight 5 maybe 2023, 2024. But I still don't think the rock is dead. Personally, I don't think so. I think the rock. there's... <laughs> rock, yeah. Dwayne... yeah uh, and see, Dwayne Johnson would have to play him if there's ever a movie. But he's a white guy. Not, no, he's black and Samoan. No, 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 I mean Rock Oh, and Rock Storm is a white Okay, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? No. I think, I think we, could, we could excuse that. Especially because he would have the size and the strength to represent... 
rock. I think there's an opportunity for the Irish bodybuilders to come forth. Fair. Like fair. like they did for Darth Vader. Fair. Um, while I appreciate the Rock's acting skills, in some cases, I do believe. I don't know. I think he'd have this kind of sense of humor that could pull off the, Rock well. The less A and B list celebrities are in any kind of adaptation of Sanderson's, I would argue, would make it better. Fair. Fair. Uh, so. It would be great to see a lot of new talent. I can honestly say the lift is going to piss me off in whatever way they adapt her. And the and and mainly, I want new talent, especially for Stormlight Archive, because outside of the Alethi, most of the not races but peoples peoples have extra human. Physical characteristics. Right. The Thalens have the eyebrows that are a foot long. Right. Like, right. I, don't, I don't want somebody to see uh, a well-known actor or actress That's fair. and yeah. think, oh, this is ridiculous because they have foot long eyebrows. I want them to go like, oh, I've never seen this person before and this is how they look normally. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, fair. That's fair. Alternatively animated and then The Rock can yeah. voice The Rock if... That yeah. is, yeah, so. animated would be my ideal yeah. adaptation of all of Brandon Sanderson's works. Yep, so tune in next time, peeps. Indeed. Uh, Until next time, next time we will be doing the timeline of Scadriel. Yeah, Arrow 1. Er Arrow. <laughs> since we seem to touch on the investiture this one, which I think we'll probably have to edit out the, the timeline stuff that we talked about so far. We're gonna, we're gonna, yeah... We might need, we're probably just going to cut this into three different episodes. Yeah. But, uh, so until next time, where we uh, discuss the history of Scadriel, uh, stay, stay safe, World Hoppers. Yeah. Uh, uh, life before death, strength before weakness, and uh, journey before finals. The music you hear is part three, The Spirit, from Zavadilla's The Music of Elantris, produced by B-Roll Records, available now on Apple Music, Spotify, and most music providers. If you like what you hear, and you want others to hear it as well, please leave a rate and review. It really helps us get more listeners.